0: All right, there we go, I think. Take two in three, two,
1: one. <laughs> nice.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Well, everyone's yeah. finally everyone small, we got to do things over, as we well know.
2: Yep. So everybody's been watching this on Thursday at 8 o'clock, right? Yes. Not realizing that it was taped before 8 a.m., on Wednesday
0: morning, whose idea was this anyway? Yeah, what, what, are, was what, are we, what are we doing? What, what's happening here? We are recording yeah. at seven thirty in the morning.
2: Yeah. On Just,
0: a uh, what is today? Wednesday.
2: Well, we're we're trying to make our guest happy.
0: Yes, we are. He's he's a bit of a diva sometimes. <laughs> yeah. So he's kind he's kind of needy, but but yeah. you know what? He's smart and he's kind of cute. So we'll bring him back <laughs> on again for the second time we'll get to him in a little bit.
2: I mean, I figure if we're going to have a second a guest for a second time, it might as well be him, right?
0: Uh, oh my gosh, yes. I mean, of all the people, right, to have on twice and he's probably really upset by this point that he's only been on once and and this will only be his second time.
2: Yeah. Yeah, he's yeah, yeah he's probably sh- even though even though he will be our first second time.
0: Oh my gosh, you're right. He will be. He's going to be our first yeah, first uh, return guest. That's right. Well, I guess he's deserving. He's That's all right. Fine. Um, I like the Stevie hats. You like the Stevie hat? I
2: like the Stevie hat. I've got I've got a couple upstairs, actually.
0: Kind of covers my eyes a little bit. I don't I don't know. We got to be careful. Of the wardrobe malfunctions. We got yeah. We gotta, so gotta apparently, st- for all you guys
2: out there, the the thirteen of you that watched the show that we had with uh, Jeff, help me last name with the. Uh, Food what, network. would you
0: say? I'm sorry I wasn't listening. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm sorry. Already we, we just thought, started. I'm not listening. Well, anyway, long story short, a hat malfunction is pretty bad on the show.
0: Oh, with Jeff Morrow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, so the problem I, was and I've we talking to
2: never wear hats
0: again. We talked yeah. So well, no, it was not that you can't wear a hat again. It's just that you were wearing a hat and you were like right up against the, the Yeah, it was terrible. So, terrible. so the bill I mean, the bill looked like this. Yeah. it was, it was a bad angle. It's a bad decision. Yeah. Yeah. You, you didn't know at the time. I sh- I should have said something, but the problem was is that I was having so many technical difficulties on my end that I didn't even think about it. Yeah. Until I was watching the show back, I was like, "Oh my god, wow." So, anyway, I like the Stevie hats. They look good. Yeah. I wish we do, had do, more. Pe- people ask me and and I know I've I know I've heard this before. Do we know why he's called Stevie? Does anyone yes. know this? Story. Oh, I absolutely.
2: I absolutely know the story.
0: by, by the way, by the way, on, on your end, and again, I hate to I hate to say this. I feel like we, I stress about this every week. But you're but you're kind of freezing again. Am I freezing at all? No, it's probably my internet again. Yeah, it's probably this, on your this, end. This, it, everything's normal me, on my side. This drives me up a wall when it does this. It's, it literally stresses me out to no end. I love doing the show. I love everything about it. Love our guests. Um, love talking to people about it. I absolutely this 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 anxiety that this causes me because I never know if we're going to go in or out. He you yeah. just froze again. Oh well.
2: It's a, it's all it's all good on this end, man. Everything's running fine on this end.
0: All right, I'm just going to yeah. let it roll. All right, yeah. so Stevie. So yeah, why? Do we know why he's called Stevie? Yeah, I know exactly why it's Stevie. It's okay. not really it's
2: not really something that uh, can be talked about. I don't think. I mean, I would have to I would have to get authorization. I think to talk about why his name is Stevie. It's really? uh. Okay.
0: So for those who don't know, it's, by a, the way, it's Jade. a
2: very adult
0: scenario. Oh, all right, all right. So by the way, Jade, <laughs> for those who don't know. Um. So this is Stevie. So Stevie has become like, like Harmon Killebrew is the silhouette of the Major League Baseball um, logo. Jerry, uh, Jerry West. West yeah, yeah. yeah, for the NBA. So Stevie is the silhouette for the ACL. And now I've brought it up and you can't. T- can you can you can you give a PG? Uh, let's just say. Version? It was from back in the
2: first incarnation of this business, back when it was the ATL, 2010, 2011, 2012. And it was a night out. It was either Knoxville or Nashville. I can't remember exactly which one. There was a bachelorette party and a blow-up doll from that bachelorette party involved.
0: Not, Not really. Oh yeah, uh, for sure. I love where the story is going.
2: Yeah, it's, but, but you uh, can't. It, but you
0: can't. You can't finish. I it. mean,
2: I, I, I just feel like you I should get, I get authorization to really tell this story.
0: All of a sudden, we're all going to get down to Tampa, yeah, or down to Lakeland. And We're going, go,
2: "Where's Bernie?" Yeah, all of a sudden. Yeah, he, yeah. Yeah, he got fired. Yeah, he, he he told the one secret that's not tellable.
0: He told the story of Stevie. <laughs> the story of Stevie. And now, yes. And so. Now, no one's seen Bernie, nor will they ever see Bernie the, again. F- the
2: funny thing is. Of There were only three people there that still work uh, with the ACL. Uh, Stacy Moore was there, Michael Kane, and myself.
0: So you three are the only ones who know the true story of Stevie?
2: I think other people know the story, but we were the only three that were there.
0: Oh, wow. That is top secret. I like yeah. that. And
2: so it just kind of stuck. I mean, it was silly. It was something silly that happened one night and a silly story, actually. I mean, if I was to tell it, it's really not that crazy. It's kind of stupid, but it was like, Oh, what should we call our man? Right. Like, so we got, you know, Stacy went out and had a designer come up with a, with a design, you know, for the, for the block letters and that little person. And, you know, we need a name for that person. Right. And it just kind of came out of that night. somehow. I mean, it's, (laughs) <laughs> but like it was kind of joking at first it. and then it just kind of one of those things that stuck. Right. It just kind of works. So I, I, good. I we've that. got the
0: perfect guest today. We'll see, we'll see if the, uh, we'll see if our guest will divulge. Any I'm of the, pretty uh,
2: sure he's heard the story, but he, you know, if, if he starts to tell the story, I'm going to have to interrupt him because I was actually there. So okay. yeah, we'll, we'll see. I mean, I'm sure he's heard the story, but I doubt he'll divulge. We'll see.
0: Yeah. All right, before we get to the guest, you want to do uh, you got anything for me Jeff and Bernie? I woke up I, thinking about one today, but it scares me so much. I don't I, I truly don't even like to talk about it. All right, but,
2: I do kind of, but, I do I do in a weird way for you actually. Okay. Cuz this is this is a segment that we've gotten, you know, some applause for, right? We've gotten some people, you know, of our 13 viewers, I would say, you know, 5 or 6 really get into it. Yeah. Right?
0: Yeah, Um, but I've actually heard,
2: I've actually heard some detraction recently about the meet Jeff and Bernie and it was only a couple of people
0: like, like what, what did you hear? That's, that's such a big word. I don't don't know what you mean.
2: It's too deep. Why do y'all talk about stuff like that? You know, it's not fun. Yeah. Wow. Which which I, which I understand, but I mean, at the same time, I mean, we're talking, you know, we're trying to be real as possible. Right. I mean, we're not, yeah. You know, so I've, I don't, I've actually I don't,
0: heard uh, i've I've heard a lot of people who who like it exactly, who identify um, with and it, and, they like, appreciate and they like it, yeah, they like kind of the vulnerability, which yep. is which is which is a problem with it. um because doing a podcast, there's no filters. you know, right. I mean, what we say is going to be put out there. We don't edit it. There's just no filters exactly. Uh, so, so it is it is it's difficult and,
2: and so those right. two people, by the way, work with us.
0: Oh, interesting. But but the, the interesting part about that is that I think I think the purpose of this show was to be a little. Yeah, they're bit not different. getting
2: the. They're not really getting the point.
0: Yeah, like like I mean, around the ACL, um, I mean that's kind of the Cornhole Sports Center, right? Right. And and, and and ACL Live. So I mean, ours is supposed to be a little bit different. Although today we are going to talk quite a bit of Cornhole. Um, with, a really, uh, with a really I, I think it's, topic.
2: I think it's people. It's more directed at me. I think. You know, it's it's people that kind of think that I should just be funny all the time kind of thing.
0: Yeah, but I don't I don't yes. I mean, that I think that's fine for you to be funny um a lot of the time because you are funny. But I think that's also part of your your I don't want to say character, part of your your personality, I guess. And yeah. and what make and what makes you who you are and what makes you unique is the fact that you have this deeper uh, I don't even want to say darker side because it's it's just a deeper side to you. You have a very you have a very um, deep story, a lot of depth to your to your personality, and I think that's really what makes your funny side even more funny. Right? If that if that, if that makes any sense, it whatsoever. gives the
2: context. Right. So yeah. It, it's yeah. I I'm with you. I think I think some people just don't like when people go into certain areas. I think it makes them feel uncomfortable because they're not really willing to do it for themselves, but I don't know.
0: Yeah. Um, okay. Well, so so did you have a question for me, Jeff and Bernie or no? Is that, is uh, that just for me, Jeff and Bernie?
2: It was kind of, it was kind of it. Like, do you like, all right, when we talk about these I'm not, issues, I'm
0: not trying to force you to, bring no, 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 no. But,
2: but I mean, this was, this was kind of a, my question. And it kind of came off of that conversation that I had, with a couple of people is like, does it make you feel uncomfortable to talk, to show vulnerability? Does it make you feel, uh, you know, I guess right. too vulnerable. Does it make you feel uncomfortable when you delve into certain pieces of your past publicly like this?
0: No, it does not. And as a matter of fact, I would do it. I would be willing to do it a lot more. Right. Um, I mean, in, in a perfect world, I would love to do a podcast where I literally can talk about everything in my life. Because while my stories may not be quite as deep as yours, I still do have a, a, a much deeper story to my history than anyone could ever imagine. However, yep. however saying that, um, I just feel like I have to be guarded, not for me. Um, because I think I've gotten to the point now, you know, in my life where I'm old enough to where I am who I am. Right. I mean, it's just, it's just not, it's just not going to (laughs) change. It's just that point too. Right. So, and, and, and the people in my life who love me and my friends who love me, um, know this and, and accept me for who, who I am. I mean, we talk about this all the time. You just have to be you. And I finally, this late in life have, have learned that. However, I do feel like, um, there, I mean, we, we joke, but there are a lot of people who listen. And there are certain things that we spoke about early on that got to certain family members of mine that made them maybe a little bit uncomfortable. So so for the sake of my family, I feel like I have to kind of pull back a little bit. But no, I mean, it doesn't make me uncomfortable at all. And I and I wish we could do it all the time. I I mean, I would love to just dedicate. I can't tell you the number of guests that we've had, actually, at this point who have who have listened to our openings you know, segment. And said, hey, by the way, and this, this is after we're all done, right? Because I'll, I'll right. normally call whoever our guest is and thank them, and, and we'll talk about a few other things. And many of them, I'm, I'm, I'll leave their names out for right now, many of them have said, hey, listen, if you ever want me to come back on, I too have struggled with XYZ. And right. I'd be I'd be more than happy to talk about it. So we've had a lot of those conversations. So exactly, I, it's so,
2: it's a catharsis for people, and yeah. that's a, and that's a good thing, and that's why I like this part of the show. And I, I'm I'm yeah. glad you said that actually because I I feel the exact same way.
0: Yeah, so I've I've had a lot of people, in. I mean, what about you? Does it make you feel uncomfortable? Um, not uncomfortable.
2: I, I think for me. It's always been, you know, I don't mind talking about certain things. And for me, in in some respects, it's actually, you know, cathartic to talk about certain things because, you know, the more you talk about it, the more it's out, the more you don't really think about it. Right. Right. But I don't like feeling. You know, there's a way that people view you and talk to you before they know something about you. And then there's after the fact. Right. And I think sometimes people can talk to me differently or with you know with uh with gloves, on, have, have you with gloves kind of you know that they don't they don't really talk to you the same way Something they view you differently they view you as if you're broken right like you're not a i don't know it's uh well, so I you've mean, actually experienced know, this a little bit
0: it. huh have you have you actually experienced this a little, little bit, bit. You, you feel a this little bit you? like people huh.
2: come up and say hey you know i didn't know you've been through that you know they start t- telling you how sorry they are and blah, like i that's cool man i don't need that you know maybe maybe 14 year old bernie needed that but i don't really need that you know and it makes me then that actually makes me feel uncomfortable
0: yes yeah now that i would agree with yeah i'm with you on you know
2: that. I mean? and so when that happens that that does make me feel super uncomfortable yeah that would make I, me
0: feel uncomfortable as well like
2: i'm, I'm good <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean like i'm okay i don't i don't right. need i don't need that i mean we're we're kind of talking about these sort of things because it's it's part of what makes people human, right? Yeah. It's part of it's part of their existence. So I think you get a deeper look into players when we can all kind of talk about that and all, you know, kind of go into go into our own little our own little circle, our own little triangle and kind of let things go. I think it gives you deeper insight to what makes a player a player when we have a guest on or what makes that person successful. So
0: Yeah. I don't know. Uh, real quick, and then we'll get to our guest. Um, yeah. does, do, does Julie watch the show? Has she ever? Has she ever pushed back on anything that you've?
2: I would have to say, said? probably does not watch the show. Yeah, okay, <laughs> so she's not one of the thirteen. Yeah, no, so, I mean, she's seen it, but I, she's not a regular watcher. How about
0: yeah. that? Okay, I got it. No love, man. <laughs> no love. All right, uh, let's, but she let's... also
2: knows it embarrasses me.
0: That like, what like, embarrasses like
2: you? I... I uh, I don't like seeing myself on camera and I don't like my voice when I hear it, oddly enough.
0: Yeah, we're all that way, though. So I, th- yeah. I, th- I think so at this I, point, we're I, yeah. probably all getting past that.
2: I'm not. I, I just, I don't really like it, actually.
0: Yeah. Uh, all right. Good talk. Good talk. You ready, ready, ready for our guest? <laughs> yeah, man. Let's bring him on. All right. Everyone knows our guest. He is an esteemed graduate of Clemson University graduated, I think, like, literally higher than number one in his class. Like, I never knew how smart <laughs> this son of a bitch actually was. We got into a conversation about this. He's so humble about this. But uh, engineering major, but, uh, I mean, just, just, in, just literally incredibly smart. I'll ask him about it when he comes in. Th- I really think he graduated, like, top of his class. But anyway, uh, he is the Tony Romo of Cornhole on CBS. He's the Kirk Herbstreet of Cornhole on ESPN. Um. Literally, I'm so happy to have him as a broadcast partner, and for the first time, a repeat guest. Wow. On Borderline. Please welcome back to the show, our buddy Trey Ryder. Yeah. Hi, Trey. <laughs> What's up? Good morning, everybody. Yeah. I know. We were doing we morning, were just People saying before, kill me. Before you hopped into the green room, we were just saying, man, I mean, this is, it's kind of fun, isn't it? Like it's seven 30 in the freaking morning. Like, I'm like, whose idea was this? And then Bernie was like, it was Trey's damn idea. We had to work around his <laughs> schedule. The diva. He called you I a got, diva. I got, I he got said the ju-
1: about 45 minutes ago. I'm getting he, some work done. He yeah. said you were needy. He,
0: he called you all kinds of names. You just wait till you hear, till you listen to this podcast back. Actually, yeah, you you'll them see them exactly and who called a you those names.
1: pen on my desk, so, uh. <laughs>
0: Okay. All right. So no, let's, let's, let's get to this right here. World. Didn't, didn't you, in all seriousness, Troy, didn't you graduate like top of your class or something crazy like that? You, did you ever get a B in your life ever? <laughs>
1: uh, so I, I the way, yes the, or no, the way Clemson <laughs> does their classes is only by your major. So I only graduated with about 55 chemical engineering. I was number one out of the chemical engineers, but it, I mean, Wow. It's not like I was one out of 10 million. I mean, it was it was one of 55. So but it's it,
0: already extremely hard to get into Clemson. I know this because my daughter's trying to go through the process. We've talked about this. It's really difficult. And so you get into Clemson to begin with. Then it's probably hard just to get into the engineering school. Then you're one of 55, and then you're number one. I'd say that's pretty good. <laughs> Help me get a job.
1: Honestly, it got me a pretty good job with a pretty reputable chemical company right out of school. So right out of school, I got a job with Eastman Chemical. Um, used to be Eastman Kodak for the older generations. Um, yeah. But yeah. Eastman Eastman Chemical was a company that I worked for for a few years. And then um, an incident led me to a different company, which I worked with for a couple of years and then eventually found my way. And then somewhere in that mess, started doing cornhole part time and then eventually yeah. cornhole full time. So, hey, so, hey, I mean, Jeff,
2: so Jeff, Jeff, hold on. Yeah. yeah. Check, check out, check out the ego on the young man. He's watching a broadcast. Right. And he's like, man, those guys are terrible. I can do that better. <laughs> yeah, and, that's right, yeah. and, and that's literally how he becomes. He like, sent, oh. did you send a tape to Stacy?
1: Uh, yeah. They essentially, he, he essentially went to like, uh, I didn't really know until recently on, it was like a year ago. I found out there was like six people, but um yeah he's like literally we can't just bring anybody that says they can do this on we need to at least someone see someone record themselves in front of camera because it's not like so, so like Jeff when when you when we picked you we had tape of you right we could just go oh this guy's really good we will get that guy right for, yeah. for,
0: for just for clarification purposes you didn't pick me you picked Evan but then Evan left oh, so then you picked wow. me wow Wow it's, but 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 continue the wow. story. I'm not better. I'm not better at all. <laughs> wow.
1: Uh so so we so we look through so, so then so Stacy's like I need to get somebody because the the other thing is the other for reference is a lot of people would just say okay well couldn't you just go and look and see who was doing like Facebook live and it, that that didn't exist. Like people weren't live streaming right. all their games back in 2017. I mean I remember live streaming at the world championships from my phone i literally the 2017 acl world championships this is after i got hired right i literally put a cell phone on a tripod and walked around game to game and that was like revolutionary people are like (laughs) what is this this is awesome that's crazy
0: and it wasn't even that long ago no no
1: no it feels i mean it feels like forever ago but in the grand scheme of things it's only five years right and so um, it's actually five years ago like Last week, because I, my Facebook memories popped up for, from it, but um, so yeah, so so it's not like you could look at anybody's tape. I mean, it was tough. I, I, I've kind of felt bad for Stacy because he's like, I need to figure out how to get someone to do this. Like he got Ryan Alessio, who was the play-by-play, but again, he had some form of tape on Ryan Alessio, right? And, and again, nothing. and
0: again, someone else was hired instead of me. <laughs> You're but 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 Jeff so, so gonna, expensive again. It okay. Was I, gonna be, nobody was going to be. I'm not gonna bitter. It's okay.
2: He's nope. Jeff was so expensive we couldn't afford him. That's why we right, had to go. Exactly. And Ryan so all is Ryan
1: Alessio. Alessio. Ryan Alessio was not Raycom. He was not anything. He was literally he did radio and he did uh, high school football or something like that. I mean we because
0: yeah. huh. you got to remember – Good to know that. Good to know his qualifications were so much better than
1: mine. I mean the other thing that people don't realize like. We've had Raycom or Tupelo Honey now that they're called. We've had them since 2017. The first TV broadcast that we had on ESPN2 in July 2017 was the first time we brought Raycom on. Before then, we were like grasping, going from like small, small, small production company to other small ones. I mean some of those broadcasts, I don't even like – some people sometimes ask, Where are the, how come I can't watch things from way back then? I'm like, that's because I don't <laughs> put them on the digital network. Yeah, yeah, there's there's <laughs> I mean, a reason.
2: There's an absolute I mean, there's a reason. Just,
1: from the camera that's angles to, to, I mean, because everybody was figuring out how to broadcast cornhole, right? I mean, it's not as if, I mean, it's unfair to say that it was terrible. It was just like, we didn't know, nobody knew what they were doing, right? So yeah. um, it took a lot of time. And I even watched my first broadcast recently from about from 2017, a few months ago, and it's just it's just bad. I mean, it's just like things uh, that...
0: that would be so much fun to watch.
1: <laughs> yeah, we should,
2: should have brought that with you. Just we could have run tape
1: of it. Oh, with, it's which I one? Would, forget, which... One quick story. One quick story about Stacy. So this 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 2017 broadcast. Oh, by Vikings, the way,
0: Trey, Trey, Trey. Sorry before before you tell the story. Yeah. Let let's let's. um I want to hear your story, but then let's do another podcast about this. Like all of a sudden my wheels are turning. Like how much fun would it be to do a show just on the evolution of the cornhole broadcast going all the way back from the beginning and the stories that you guys can tell all the way up to now. I mean, it sounds like we could literally do an entire week's show on just that topic. I mean, it's so, it's so entertaining because I never thought about that because you're right. There was no one out there to do it. And and I right. and I was joking with you but truly there's there's no you, who are you going to call to do play by play for cornhole? Who are you going to call to be the analyst for cornhole? That th- this would be a fun show to do. So to give you an idea my first broadcast that we did had no overhead
1: board camera.
0: Oh my gosh. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no I can't even imagine it without it.
0: None of that stuff was there. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, a no split screen, zero split screen. I'm telling you, it's wild. It's wild. Oh, uh,
0: we got to see some of this. We got to see some of this footage.
1: So, so okay. So, going back to what I was, what I was getting at on the, on that f- story, I'll never forget my first ever broadcast. I literally meet meeting Stacy from on a professional level for the first time in my life is when I came to to that event in Las Vegas. You know, we meet, we go into the booth, and we were just launching what we called back then Board Kings. We tried to do our own fantasy cornhole thing. And so because of that, Stacy wanted to be on camera in the open so that he could talk about it. And we weren't standing up. We were sitting down in a booth. It was me, Ryan Alessio, and Stacy in the middle. And Jeff, so timing-wise, if we're live, let's say it was 5 o'clock or something like that, we're trying to tape this open at 4.56, right? Oh, my
0: gosh. <laughs>
1: so – they literally tell us this is one take. You can't we're just going through one take.
0: Yeah.
1: And sure enough, Ryan does his open. I give my brief brief opening thought. And then Ryan goes, Okay, so Stacy, tell us about Board Kings. <laughs> Nothing. Just no froze. words. Completely frozen. He goes, Let's start that over. And the production company is just screaming in Ryan Alessio's ear. I mean, they are just, I just felt bad. I'm just, this is my first broadcast. This is my first 10 seconds on camera here. And we just got people screaming in ears and I'm sitting there like, is this normal? Like, (laughs) I, I have no idea what's going on. We have to redo the take in literally 30 seconds. The tape gets finished at 4.59. They immediately go into roll. Stacey has to run off stage so that we can get back to doing this. I mean, it was the most chaos in my first ever broadcast. And Stacy just literally goes, no, we got to do it over.
0: Oh, my <laughs> was, gosh. I can't believe he actually madness. froze and just didn't say anything.
1: Didn't didn't say anything. I mean, he and he literally did say out loud, no, we need to do that again.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <I mean, laughs>
2: It was just it's not quiet. working for me.
0: Yeah, it that's good. Wild. No, seriously, this would be a really fun show to do, and maybe we could even like show some clips of the first ones. I mean, that that yeah, really would be fun. Like, I got
1: them on hard drives, so I yeah, mean, be,
0: I... I think that'd be fun. We need to do that. All right, <laughs> but the re- the real reason that we that we wanted to have you on today, and I, I know that our time <laughs> with you is short, um, is is I really want, and I've been wanting to do this with you for a while. I kind of wanted to do it before the start of the season, but I feel like now is is maybe even a better time to do this. Um, I, I really have had a ton of questions about gambling. Gambling, yeah. as we all know, is huge. We all do it. Um, gosh, I mean, we were all just out in Vegas during the NBA Finals, you know, putting some money on the games. It's just, it's just fun to do, right? It's something that that we all love to do. And now cornhole obviously is getting into that as well. So I have, I have um, family members who are interested. I have friends who are interested. And I guess, I guess, I just kind of wanted this show to be kind of the state of the union of gambling when it comes to cornhole, because people want to bet on the sport. Yeah. So so before before we talk about exactly where you can gamble, how you gamble, who sets the lines, I think it'd be kind of cool while we have a minute just to tell the backstory because it's not – and, and me, I'm going to include myself in this. I was so naive and ignorant when it comes to how you get a sport to be allowed to be gambled on in the United States. I had no idea – that you guys literally have to have conversations, that you or or Stacy whoever, or whoever all of you have to have conversations and have to get approval for each one of the states before you can actually have you know have it you know, nationwide and just I mean, right now it's so easy, right? We can all do it on our phones, we can do it in Vegas, you can do it in whatever state that you're in, but it's not that easy. So talk about the process, how this began you know, what's your, what's your thoughts were, how it started and where you're at now as far as States and, and, and platforms and, and, and everything. Yeah. So, sorry, so, that was a really long freaking question. That was terrible.
1: No, 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 no. It's it's, um, <laughs> it's, it's good. So the, the way sports betting works is everything is regulated on the state level. Okay. So some States allow sports betting, some don't, I believe it's between 20 and 25 States right now are approved for sports betting. Um, And the capacity in which they allow sports betting varies from from state to state. So right now, Cornhole is approved in, I believe, 14 states. We have a few more left to go. There's a big one in New Jersey we're waiting on. New Jersey's the number one um, sports betting, you know, as far as online sports books in the country. Obviously, in person, it's Vegas, but online, it's actually New Jersey. So um, New York is a big one. We just secured New York. Pennsylvania is another big one that we have. So so each one has their own regulatory agency that you have to work through. And somebody has to submit the paperwork and go through the process of getting cornhole as an approved sport that can be bet on. Okay. So nobody else is going to do that. Right. I mean, so we, it kind of falls on our shoulders. So We'll we'll rewind, sorry, one year ago. You remember that DraftKings was kind of a part of everything. We signed a media partnership with DraftKings. It was not a sportsbook-driven partnership. It was strictly a a, a media partnership, which means it's just like any other sponsorship. They paid to be a sponsor of the league, like Johnsonville, like Bushes, like Mike's Hard Lemonade, all those different outlets. So DraftKings did that. In the process, we made friends with their sports book. So, their sports book um, obviously puts out odds for different things. So, at the very beginning, they said, Hey, there's some low hanging fruit. We can help you start the process of getting approved in certain states. And so they did that, but it was only for a couple states. And we really found ourselves saying, Man, we need to. If we want sports betting to be a, a big part of our sport, which we need to as a fundamental aspect of growth for the future, we needed to to take charge and do this ourselves. So we did a couple things. Um, the first thing was we hired a director of gaming. So we hired um, a guy by the name of Bill Squadron. He's now a professor at Elon University um, teaching Elon. about um, – yeah, teaching about a variety of different things in the sports betting and sports marketing world, but he's worked for a variety of different companies. One of which was he is credited on the team for developing the yellow line in, in football, like the first down yellow line, his team, he worked for a, a technology company that developed that technology. He's wow. Interesting. For a variety of different um, outlets in the sports betting world. And so he has a ton of contacts, And so he's been driving that forward. Um, and essentially what we've done is, is work with him and another company to su- to submit paperwork to every single state that allows sports betting. And so what happens is we submit our paperwork. We have to outline everything about the sport, all the rules, the regulations, how, yeah. how scoring is kept and everything like that. And then the, the state can come back with a variety of different things. They can say no. <laughs> they can say yes. And they can say yes, but. So, so for example – Um, A lot of our states just simply said yes. Um, Some states said yes, but, for example, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania came back and said yes, but until you have officials at every single court, you cannot do any in-play betting. We will only allow to win Hmm. markets and futures markets, but because right now the scoring is kept by players, you can't do in-play betting. You can't do over-under on certain matches. You can't do anything in-match related uh, w- that results in scoring. The only thing that matters is win loss. Okay. Okay. So, do, so
0: so so sorry. So do we have officials now then? No, like so right now officials?
1: we do. So this season we do not. So like for example. Okay. So for example, there have been. A I was gonna few say because we did. I haven't seen them. <laughs> yeah, there's been a few markets from DraftKings that have said like, okay, this person head to head against this person. We're working on over unders that kind of thing. But even if those over unders came through. Pennsylvania wouldn't let those to happen. So if you, if those were alive and you went to Pennsylvania, you couldn't bet on those. Okay. Right. So that, that's one of the many things. So that's, that's part of the reason we're having discussions. And one of the big things is, there's a big agency, us integrity that we're working with in order to see how can we do this to, to, uh, to, to, appease a lot of these different and, and what's the best play, best way forward. A lot of different things, a lot of different moving pieces. So I say all that to say the way it currently works now is um there is a small group of DraftKings that consults us they ask us hey what are the rosters for an upcoming event we send them the rosters they you know they may ask some questions they consult with us you know uh, but they're watching cornhole and they're and they're the ones setting the lines they're putting them out there and 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 by all means the team at the acl we, we give recommendations they they set their own lines, right? So I mean, oh, okay. they're 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 really doing it themselves. They're asking for help, but they are doing it now. DraftKings is currently the only space that you can do that. And you had a long winded question. I'm giving a long winded explanation. But yes, yes, you Uh-oh. definitely
0: are. I mean, it's I love it though.
1: <laughs> so so DraftKings <laughs> is the only one doing it right now. Um, the next step okay. is to follow in the footsteps of what almost every other major sport in the world does. And that's they identify a data partner to work with because the way that betting is moving nowadays, it's not so much the NFL is not contacting every single sports book and saying, this is the game that we're doing. Here's the information, blah, blah, blah. It's just not happening. Right. But what the NFL does is they have a way to collect all of their data in real time. Okay. Okay um and it's their own way of doing it and what they do is they they go out there on the market and they say hey i have all my data and i'm gonna give it exclusively to one specific data partner and i believe the nfl's is genius and they signed on for like six billion dollars to give their to give their data exclusively Whoa. to one not, not a
2: bad chunk of change there wow. yeah.
1: no Not, no, it's outrageous. I mean, I don't know what the number is, but you can look it up. It's massive. And so the way it works is that company paid for those rights to acquire those NFL exclusive rights. And then what they do is they have now the, all the NFL's data and they go, they talk to every sports book in the world. And they say, do you want the NFL's uh, official data? And they go, yes, please. And they say, okay, pay me money so then the individual sports books are now paying the the data company or or in some sports and i don't know exactly how the nfl works but some sports the way it works is they go i'm not going to pay you pay you money but i want five percent of all ngr net gaming revenue on all of the handle that you collect right so five percent is coming to me I've paid for the NFL's rights, and that's how everybody is making money. So the more people that are betting, the better, right? So the more people that are betting on the sport, the more everybody is making. Now, what we're trying to do is we're trying to identify a data partner, and we're having conversations, and there's – I can't reveal any information, but – Essentially, what I'm saying is we're going down a similar path. Now, we're not going to get $6 billion. We, we might even, not even get a, a a rights fee for ours. It, it may be some type of revenue split. It may be a different other thing. But we're working with companies and trying to negotiate a way to get a data partner so that Cornhole can be bet on and other outlets besides DraftKings, right?
0: Yes, and, okay, it becomes,
1: yeah. and it becomes a regulated market because a big part of the, what happens is right now, if I go to Caesars, for example... And I say, Caesars, I want you to put cornhole lines out there. They're going to go, I don't know how the hell to do that. What, I mean, I'm not going to put right. you know, minus 350 on Jamie Graham to win this weekend because I have no idea who the hell that is. And I, that could be a huge liability for me. But if you regulate it through one partner that has access to all the data, that can set up lines and set up markets that are data-driven okay. and not opinion-driven, They can then distribute those odds and markets to all of these different sports books. And then if the sports books receive them and say, I want to add an extra layer of protection, I'm going to add a 20% cushion on top of all these market odds. So I'm making everybody's odds 20% worse. So across the board, I feel covered, then that's how they end up handling it. And so that way, all these different sports books can offer lines on cornhole without having to be necessarily experts in that particular field. So it's, it is, it is crazy how this, this industry has developed and, and how it was created. But step one right now for us, if we want to be across the board in all these different States with all these different partners is, is finding that data partner that, that can work with us and really start to understand cornhole and take all the data that we collect on a game by game round yeah, by round basis to make it better.
2: That's why that data is so important. Yeah. Right. I mean, I think there for for a while there was a knock on why do we have to put in these scores? Why do we have to mess with these pads? That's why that data is vitally important.
1: And I and I would say if I was a betting man, no pun intended, I would probably say that by January of 2023, you will be able to bet on every single pro game winner. So, if you see a game in the bracket and Jamie Graham runs into Jordan Power and Jamie Graham is plus what I mean is, you know, is minus 250 and Jordan Power is plus 150, there'll be a a certain period of time. You're going to have 10 minutes to go into your, your, your betting app and bet on that game. Okay. Then I would say probably by Q3, 2023, it would not surprise me if you could bet round by round on each game. If you could say, "I think next round Jamie Graham is going to throw a four bagger,"
0: you'd have to be fast. And this is, and this is, yeah, you would have to be fast with live betting. Yeah. So, all right, and this is, this is in Vegas. You're saying by 2023, you can be in Vegas betting on cornhole, or you still mean just like on DraftKings?
1: I'm saying on a a variety of different sports. Yeah, whatever. Your phone, okay. Wherever, wherever you're, wherever sports, wherever sports betting is legal. And where, wherever there is a sports book that's offering cornhole, that signs on to take the data from whatever data partner that we work with.
0: Okay, so you're saying that by that point that that that, that you guys will probably have a data partner in place to be able to start this. Then
1: I would, I would, I would assume so. Yes.
0: Okay. Wow. That that is so. That is such great information, Trey. It's so complex. I mean, wow. That, that's even. I mean, I figured it would be, but that's even more complex than I thought it was going to be. And and obviously financially. Um, a lot of streams of revenue, um, behind the scenes on that as well. Okay. Well, that makes sense then because I've had people who say, you know, that they want to bet on it and I'll say, well, you can, you can bet on it. But then they say, well, I can't find it. And that makes sense of why you can't find it. Because I guess I just assumed that you could just, you know, go to a sports book somewhere in one of the approved States and bet on it. So that makes sense of why you can't exactly do that yet yeah it's it's a but,
1: risk why why would i why would i take on a new sport that i know nothing about and set a yeah. line where some cornhole right. expert like jeff mccarriger come can come in and drop a million on jamie graham for plus plus five thousand to win the whole tournament because he's like this guy's an idiot setting plus plus five thousand for this guy to win the tournament
0: <laughs> now why, why do you think that i would bet on jamie i don't know why you <laughs> I don't know why you say that <laughs> <laughs> um well that no, yeah, yeah, all right so right, that no that is great information though so all right so data partner obviously is the next big step you're already in 14 states we'll have more states by then so by 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 q1 2023 you're thinking you can actually bet on this stuff um in vegas i mean that would be great to be able to sit out in a sports book um at mandalay bay and be able to to bet on cornhole. So, so once that happens, my next question was, who sets the lines? And you kind of touched on that. So these guys, so are these are is it you know th- this group of people that you were talking about? Are they employed then by this data company or is yeah, this yeah, independent... so the data,
1: yeah, the data company will then set all the lines in all the markets. Right? So they're They'll so stake. right now
0: they're behind the scenes, just grinding away trying to trying to to to, to to glean as much information as they can from the sport to make themselves experts when it comes to setting these lines. Well,
1: yeah. And what they'll do is they'll, they'll, it's all again, data driven. They're going to say that Jamie Graham and Jordan power have played each other six times over the past 18 months. And Jamie has won seven of them and he's okay. won by a margin of this. And because of this, my algorithm and all my data says the line should be this blah, 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 So they're going to they're going to take all of literal when I say data, I mean, Think about every single bag that has been recorded in our bag tracker over the past two seasons. They're going to yes. gain access to every single bag that has been recorded within our system. So they're going to all those all of the decisions by, you know, DraftKings is making right now kind of off the cuff in estimations and estimations and kind of feeling out. Now it's all going to be data driven and it's going to be, you know. There's going to come a point where people go this guy's a steal but then vague you know how they say Vegas is always right it's going to come yeah. out to that same thing well the data says that every time Jamie plays Jordan Jordan gives him a tough game and then and he doesn't play as well or blah 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 there's going to be kind of you know nuances within there that are going to be that are going to be um, you know, what's going to make it interesting
2: All right I got I got a question for you For those out there in the, in, in the world for our viewers so why is gambling so important to the sport of cornhole? What makes it so important?
1: Yeah, so I mean, look at look at some different sports, right? Imagine if cornhole got an influx of six billion dollars, like the NFL right. did, right? right? That's that's an extreme on one end, right?
0: Uh, would would, would we look, get a raise? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, probably not.
1: <laughs> um, no, and, and then, but then you, know, you look on the other end. You know, the one one way I he, he
0: didn't answer it, the question, Bernie. <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah. You guys to no. get a
1: raise. Uh, so. all right.
0: Hey, this is recorded, you know.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, so, so on one end you have something extreme like that. On the other end, it's you know it's it's growth. Um, do you know over the past eighteen months what has been top five in the world on Bet on Sports? And it's not a major sport. Ping pong. Ping pong oh, is you. now a top five bet on sport in the world in the past two years. You gotta be kidding! I would have
0: guess, guessed, I would have guessed many, many sports before I yeah. got to ping pong. But so if you think about it, it's a big sport in the markets. After after our after it. our guest last week with Mark Richards playing wiffle ball, I would probably would have guessed wiffle ball before ping yes. pong.
1: <laughs> they, they found a niche and now everybody has been betting on it. They found a way for people to just, just, you know, and, and so they've grown because of that. What gambling can do is two different things. It can one bring in revenue, but I, I would argue more importantly, it brings in new people for them to care about cornhole for some reason, yes. right? The gambling community would bet on rock, paper, scissors, giving them another opportunity in a different sport and something, the advantage that we have in cornhole is that we're quick. Games are 15, 20 minutes long and that's it. Rinse, repeat, right? If I bet on an NFL game, I'm making one singular bet. Okay. Then maybe I'm doing a prop bet. Maybe I'm doing something else, but the way NFL is moving forward, they're trying to get more live in play betting. So I yes. can bet on the next first down. I can bet on the next touchdown. I can do all those things, but cornhole already has that inherent advantage. Natural, yeah, naturally
0: really, integrated.
1: It's, it, it just makes hundred percent natural sense for it to be as yeah. quick as possible. So really what cornhole is, cornhole wants to get in that betting market because it, it just, it gives a whole nother way, way to go about it. And, The other aspect of it too that I wanted to mention is a lot of these sports book nowadays are now wanting to to take live streams and they want exclusive access to live streams so that I can build in my DraftKings app. Hey, you want to watch Cornhole? Click on it right here. And sure enough, right when that comes up, you have a, you know, you have the video of Matt guy playing Brett guy in singles. And then all of a sudden you get a little thing that comes up that says, um, who's going to win Matt guy, Brett guy, place your bet right here. And all of a sudden you're in an interactive viewing experience where I don't have to do anything. I don't have to go to a different app. I don't have to do it. I can just go bet. I click one single button and they yeah. take, you know, five bucks out of my account. I make a, I make a wager. And then throughout the game, something else is popping up per se, you know, odds mac will that guy throw a four bagger next round you know plus oh whatever gosh. this that plus whatever this and again 5 more dollars boom so, so boom, it's boom, it's boom.
0: perfect it's perfect Trey, because like you said it's quick you know that that natural you don't have to wait 3 hours for a result and and there's almost like there's there's instant prop bets as well throughout a corner game like you're talking about four baggers
1: a 100% 100% oh that's gosh. that's the way it's going to move in the future and it's just about yeah. getting everything and all that infrastructure laid
2: and it's eyes on Right. It's extra eyes on the people that get the people that yeah. gamble aren't necessarily cornhole fans. They just want to gamble. It's people viewing the sport that aren't just in our little cornhole bubble. Right. It's more eyes on.
0: Yeah. Wow. So all right. So real quick, Trey, I know we're keeping you too long. Uh, so so what will the <laughs> lines what will the lines be? So like you, you and you and I just kind of kind of joke around with the broadcast. And, and I know you've said, you know, like, you know, we'll t- we'll see a matchup. And and you'll just kind of just kind of throw something out. What if I told you like like again, going back to to your example of Jamie Graham and, and Jordan Power? And you and you would say to me, How do you feel, Jamie, minus one and a half? You know, and you and I will talk about it. So, is that is that what is that what we're looking? Is that what what we would be seeing in Vegas? Would you be seeing Jamie Graham minus one and a half, or is it going to be more like what you said? I, I don't understand the minus two fifty and minus minus one fifties, but would it be points? How, how how would you bet on it?
1: Well, you'll see anything. You'll see anything from money line to to, to spread. So, spreads pretty self explanatory. If Jamie Graham minus two and a half, that means he's favored to win by two and a half. If I if I bet right. on that, either way, I win two to one. A money line odd is simply if I'm if I'm plus two fifty, money line odds are normally based on a hundred dollar bet. So if and someone's win or plus, lose.
0: J- no 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 spread, just win or no lose. No spread, win
1: or lose. So if someone's right. plus two fifty, that means if I bet a hundred dollars, I get two hundred and fifty dollars back.
0: If that person right? just wins by whatever margin.
1: Wins. If someone's right. minus one fifty, then I have to bet one hundred and fifty to win a hundred dollars. Right. So that so money lines will be a part of it. Over unders on total score. Oh um, gosh there will be spreads um you know head to head to win like who finishes higher this person or this person i mean there's there's an unlimited amount and once you identify that data partner it becomes that easy just to flick something on and and offer as many different markets as you can imagine
0: wow exciting stuff that's awesome man you guys you guys have to be thrilled
1: oh yeah no we're 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 excited and it's it's an undertaking to kind of get all this, uh, you know, onboarded, (laughs) but at the same time it's, it's, it's going to be well worth it. And as, as you can tell from a lot of the different um, policies we put in place, especially with the under 18, I mean, you can see why it's such a big deal that we kind of maintain, maintain that, that momentum on the gambling side.
0: And the integrity of the sports, I mean, of the uh, stats, all of that, that's, that's just huge. All right. Um, we got we got to run, and I, I, I know you got to run too. Thank you so much for your time. That was we'll talk about it more, but uh, I just thought it'd be a great show to do before uh, before all the big events come up. So
2: visit number it. three coming soon. That's
0: right. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I appreciate you, brother. We'll see you down in Tampa. All right. Thanks, guys. All right. Bye, Trey. All right. We got ten seconds left. Hey, that that's wow. awesome stuff. Seriously, that was that was amazing. Yeah. That's perfect. Exactly what I want to talk about this week. Well, there you go. All, all right, man. I'll see you down in Lakeland. All right, safe travels. Thanks for watching, everybody. See you, buddy. See ya.